The views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this radio station or Delta Media Corporation. But we bet you'll like them. I'm back in the saddle again. Checking in from the right side of Acadiana, seeking truth. I want the truth! Yes! Justice. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. Yes! And a whole lot of freedom to have fun. Winning, winning, winning. Yes! Oh, behave. This is the Rush Report. Uh, in the beginning, in the beginning, they were illegal aliens. And then they were illegal immigrants. Then they were undocumented was immigrants. And, the and then they were migrants. And now, now, All were now the they're and the newcomers. They're just grave. newcomers. Beware the Jabberwock, my son. Beware the Jabberwock. The jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the jub-jub bird and shun the frumious bandersnatch. Oh, we got frumious bandersnatches all he over the place. He took his purple sword in hand. Ah. Long time the, the maxim fur he sought. So rested he by the tum-tum tree and stood a while in thought. <laughs> the jabberwock. And as in uffish thought he stood, the jabberwock with eyes of flame came whiffling mm. through the tuggly wood and burbled as it came. One, two, one, two, and through, and through, the vorpal blade went snicker-snack. He left it dead, and with its head he went galumphing back. And hast thou slain the jabberwock? Come to my arms, my beamish boy, O frabjous day, canoe, canay, he chortled in his joy. T'was brilliant and slimy toes did guide it may not be apparent to you readily, uh, but uh, we're winning. And I got the news to prove it. Good, good news for you. It's a Friday, so we always have good news on a Friday, right? Cause, well, it's the weekend. That's the big news. <laughs> That's good news. Mm-hmm. 
All right, everybody. We do. We have very good news. Very good news. More and more scientists are debunking climate change garbage. Um, an appeals court has overturned one of the January 6th defendant sentences. Ah, yes. Yes. Not even the one that we're watching, but another one. Uh, Mitt Romney is a has-been, and that's good news. Um, Joe Biden is out to lunch, as usual. <laughs> I am telling you there is so much good news. Florida Florida is doing away, University of Florida is doing away with any office that has anything to do with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Can you believe that? Because Ron DeSantis passed some legislation to that effect. So they are uh, doing away with those. Anybody having to do with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, The changing nature of the demographics in Louisiana in terms of party registration. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well done. Very well done. And we'll have some information about that. It's, it's a, it's a wash really in Louisiana. Um, another thing, uh, we are getting high marks from the election integrity network. According to our friends over at Citizens for New Louisiana, getting high marks from the election integrity network for the way we run our elections here in Louisiana. So don't let the hounds, don't let the hounds convince you that we don't have clean and safe elections and honest elections in Louisiana. We do. Do we have some issues? With the um, voter registration rolls? Well, yeah, we do. We've tried to change that three times, and three times John Bell Edwards vetoed it. It's coming up again. Representative Farnham is going to bring it up again, and this time this governor will sign it. And we'll get those voter rolls cleaned up, and that will move us up into the top five of clean, honest elections by state. So, you know, the hounds that hounded Kyle Ardwan out, they just needed a new a new issue, and they couldn't find a new issue, so they keep hounding the old one. <laughs> uh, the Bud Light boycott. Oh, are you ready for this? The Bud Light boycott cost Anheuser-Busch. Now, you know, unfortunately, our good friend Herbie Schilling, I'm sorry for him and for all the folks who work over at Schilling Distributing. This thing, they had to be pulling their hair out. It cost... Anheuser-Busch, you know, they love to say it's Transheuser-Busch, but no. Cost them $1.4 billion. That's the latest. $1.4 billion. Last year in North America, beer sales by volume, primarily due to a decline in the Bud Light sales in the United States. And beer makes up a lion's share of the Anheuser-Busch in Bev revenue. The sales absolutely tanked. Not only did they put Mulvaney, the trans whoever, whatever, Mulvaney in in this ridiculous, ridiculous campaign. And then the marketing director said, well, we just wanted to get away from these toxic frat boys. Those toxic frat boys bought a lot of your beer, sweetie. And now you're down $1.4 That That is really sad. Really sad. And I'm sorry for all the folks, that, you know, the local people who, who work there, how, that, how it hurt them. Now, more and more of the shenanigans that 
you know, they know they're not going to get away with the same stuff this time in this election. So what are they doing now? Well, um, they're calling it, uh, what are they calling it? They're paying students. It's going to be a work, a student work program, right? And basically what they're doing is paying college students to register people to vote and work at the polls and, of course, skew Democrat. They all have to be Democrat. It's a federal work-study program. Can you imagine a work-study program? Here we go. Here we go. Anyway, watch if they don't say that uh, measles and leprosy and everything else is going to be coming into the United States, and which we know it is, but they're going to use it as an excuse to skew voting again. But I don't think they're going to get away with it this time. So there's a lot of good news out there. Now, on the voter registration, that's the really good news, and we'll share that with you in a minute. But we want to thank our Patriot sponsors right now. Because without them, the mission doesn't continue, and the mission is going to continue here on the Roster Report to get as much truth, as much factual evidence to you as we can get to you. And have some fun doing it, you know. The fabulous team over at United Tile, at Acadiana Garage Doors, MPW Properties, Service Chevrolet, Cadillac, Dino's, Prejean's, Kishwell Construction, and of course, CLB, the community bank. They bring you the hotline. By the way, we'll be doing a rundown of good news in the first hour, and we'll have more good news with Josh Carlson, a newly minted state representative in the 3 o'clock hour. So lots to talk about today. And you can get in on the conversation on the CLB hotline, 337-706-0113, Do not go away. So I'm looking at a map based on the um, Pennsylvania election headquarters, and they are going state by state. They are doing state by state, PA Election HQ. And it's a news poll, and it goes state by state. It's not an overall poll. It just says state by state where Trump is. We're going to have to segment it because... It's a pretty deep analysis. But but let me just say, here in Louisiana, here in Louisiana, and yes, we are going to have to keep an eye on it. Yes, they are going to find in, oh gosh, how many ways can they cheat? I mean, if I were the, the RNC right now, I'd be hiring people to sit out there with a camera on any drop boxes in the battleground states, and mostly in the battleground cities, like Detroit, right, like Philadelphia, uh, in Georgia, Atlanta, right? Some of these places, I would have people sitting there with a camera recording and scaring people off. I'd have two people out there with a camera recording these mail drop boxes. Give up, you, you know, forget about the left coast, Washington, Oregon, California. Forget about the east coast. Not all of it, but most of it, northeast. But we have a lot of working room Otherwise, in the Midwest and down south and, and, and the west, except for the far left west coast. But anyway, here in Louisiana, 
Democrat registration, we've shared this story before, but you need to hear it again because Democrat registration is going down, down, down in the state of Louisiana. And that includes in the black community. Blacks have switched their regi- are, are switching their registration over to Republican. Now, the Democrats were up, uh, they were at about 1.7 million. They're, th- they're approximately 3 million registered voters in Louisiana. Democrats had 1.7 million. That is down to 1.2 million. Steadily declining over the past couple of years. Steadily declining. Now down to 1.2. Republicans, 1 mil. So that's kind of a push off. And other or no party, 816,000. So that's as close as we can get. The no party other have been increasing. And I think most of that is coming away from the Democrats. There are some people who were Democrats who could, who can't just switch over to Republicans. So they're going to no party. And I think that's where a lot of that uh, loss of registration. Some of it is going Republican and a lot of it is going to no party. But it's pretty much a wash when you look at it. 1.2 to 1 to 816,000. Pretty much a wash. So, and this is a good trend. The trend for Democrats in Louisiana, bad. The trend for Republicans and no party, good. And I think it's going to continue to get better as we clean up the state. Now, there were a couple of bills that we're going to have Josh Carlson coming on. He's a freshman legislator. He's, he's done a really spectacular job. Josh does his homework. He really does his research. So um, we'd like to talk to him and because uh, he, he always did that when he was on the parish council. And we know he's doing it in Baton Rouge. And he's got a couple of bills coming up that we want to talk to him about. But we want to get his rundown on what just passed in the crime session. Uh, we're still working on getting uh, Beryl Amadee. She's out of town. So probably it'll be late next week when we try to get her on. Because she is the head of the Freedom Caucus, the House Freedom Caucus in the legislature. All right. So state by state, this is and this is the way to go because this is how you win elections, electoral votes, state by state. And this is these people have done a deep dive into this. And there are some startling numbers. I, I want to tell you, startling numbers. Let me see. Hmm. I'm getting news that there may be some illegal aliens. Some photos. I'm going to check it out on the break and I will let you know. I've got some photos coming in. Um, supposedly illegal aliens at the Lafayette Airport. And if you ask anybody, they'll tell you, uh, huh? No, we don't know anything about that. How many times have we asked that question? Uh, we don't know anything about that. Well, there are big black buses around here. Oh, uh, no, we don't know anything about that. <laughs> we'll try to find out. Why don't you call the sheriff's office and see if they are working with ICE or if anybody with ICE is doing that. Thank you, Blanc. All right, so going state by state. They started on the left coast, and we know <laughs> Washington and Oregon and California Give it up. They're going for for Biden. Colorado and New Mexico, they're, go, they're going for Biden. The rest of the midsection of the country pretty much is red. Or in Arizona's case, pink. Because Arizona, it, they, they, they color it pink if he's, only, if, if he's up less than double digits. And in Arizona, Trump is up 8%. All right. Nevada. Trump, I mean, is stomping him in Nevada. 12%. He's Trump is up over over Biden by 12 percentage points in Idaho. He's over Biden by twenty nine by twenty nine points. 
the uh, the margin in Montana, 20 percent for uh, Trump, over Biden by Trump in Wyoming, probably the reddest of red states. Trump is beating Biden by 53 points in Utah. Trump beats Biden by 13 points. Uh, North Dakota. Remember, Utah is Mitt Romney's home state, so I'm sure he's doing his best to undercut Trump. But still, he's up by double double digits, 13 percent over Biden. North Dakota, he's up 37 percent over Joe Biden. Trump defeats uh, Biden in South Dakota by 29 points. In Nebraska, 18 percentage points up over Biden. Uh, Let's see, Kansas, he's up uh, 16 percent over Biden. And Oklahoma, 28 percent over Biden. That's as far as we got. We're getting into Texas and Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, Alabama, you know, all of those. And we'll get that report to you as soon as we get it. But, I mean, it's pretty stunning going state by state. Will they do their best to cheat in the battleground states? You bet they will. And that's why we do have to be really, really careful. And these folks have done an analysis, even uh, precinct by precinct. So that's kind of uh, that's kind of interesting too. The depth that they went to. So, and you saw the contrast yesterday at the border. What a joke! What a joke! Who can take these people seriously? And how can Mitt Romney go on CNN and say this? Donald Trump over Joe Biden? No, 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 okay. absolutely not. I mean, for me, there, there are two factors of deciding Wait, who I'm going to vote for Donald Trump over Joe Biden? No. That's what she for said. Donald Trump over Joe Biden? No, 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 okay. absolutely not. No, I mean, really? for me, there. He said that. Um, um, would you vote for Donald Trump over Joe Biden? No, 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 okay. absolutely not. I mean, for me, there, there are two factors of deciding who I want to have as the leader of my country. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh, I hope you're not running again. And and the person who is the example of the president for my kids and my grandkids. Oh, for your kids One and your grandkids? How about right now, doofball? I mean, if if things go on the way they are right now, your kids and your grandkids don't have a don't have a prayer, kiddo. Don't have a prayer. <sighs> and he and he talks about character. So he's not going to vote for Donald Trump. Why even be a Republican? Why not just switch back? Switch back to Democrat. Seriously, seriously flawed man. I can't believe he actually said that. Yeah, to Caitlin Collins, CNN. No, no, I'm not going to vote for uh, Donald Trump. Just, you know, be who you are. Get out of the party. Truly. Oh, and the other big story, and it's all coming out. It's coming down. Today is, uh, I think, Judgment Day for... Um, for Fannie Wallace, Willis, Wallace, Fannie Willis, yeah. I think it's Judgment Day for her. They're going to have to decide whether she has to um, recuse herself or she's going to be. I mean, look, the way those two lied on the stand, they should be charged. <laughs> they should be charged. They're supposed to be officers of the court. They should be charged. They perjured themselves up one side and down the other. Now we're finding more and more uh, about uh, who's putting money into her office. Well, uh, Joe Biden, White House aide who worked with local elected officials, uh, gave $131,000 in consulting services. Yeah. Fulton County Deputy District Attorney Jeff DeSantis 
received four payments totaling $131,000, providing consulting services, whatever that is, to Representative Gabriel Almo, Democrat, Rhode Island, a former white Biden White House aide. You remember we said she sent Nathan Wade to the White House. They got money from the White House. We knew it was at least 100000 Now we find out it's 131000 And they funneled it into her office. And that is according to reports by the Federal Election Commission. And the money flow is significant. The money flow is significant because DeSantis is a Biden plant inside the Fulton County office to target Donald Trump. Who else? So, yeah, there's been coordination all along, and Trump has been saying that all along. The Biden White House has been directing all of these various prosecutions, all of it coming right out of the Biden White House. And these payments were previously unreported. They were alleged. Now they are confirmed by Federal Election Commission records. Oh, boy, people, the plot thickens. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back on the Ross Report. Don't go away. <laughs> Somebody was sending me some pictures, but I'm, I'm not doing well with that format. Anyway, we'll see. If we can track it down, we'll call in the sheriff's office, too, and see what they know about it. But usually we get a, hmm, uh, we don't know anything about that. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I know what I wanted to also, you know, it's. You know, our good friend uh, Robin McMillan. Robin does so many great things. She does Rose's Angels for Christmas, you know, where she gets, you know, toys for the kids and all that. It's it, She's wonderful. She has McMillan's Pub up on, uh, is it Surrey? Yeah, on Surrey Street. Anyway, um, she does Margaret's Minnows for Easter and just kind of really just spearheads the whole thing herself. So uh, usually what they do is they'll get uh, gift baskets, uh Candy, yeah, she says candy, 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 uh, stuffed animals. Uh, they'll even take bottled water, toothpaste, and brushes. I mean, the kids need the help. So she does some really amazing work. She truly does. Uh, she is an angel herself. And um, she's in our Rotary Club, and we do all we can to to help her. But if you can uh, help, you can you can just drop it off at McMillan's Pub up there. It's, you know, on the way to Oak Point Country Club. Uh, candy. Stuffed animals, bottled water, toothpaste, brushes. I guess cash. Cash would work, too, you know. (laughs) And Margaret, she's uh, Robin, I should say. Margaret's niece, Robin McMillan. So this is Margaret's Minnows. Really terrific. Terrific. All right, now. uh, Oh, gosh. So we're going state by state. Uh, Texas, you know, Texas is a challenge. They've done their best to flood Texas with... um, Newcomers? Is that what they call them? Newcomers? <laughs> no, we call them illegal aliens. And we're going to continue to call them illegal aliens. But um, it's happening. It's sweeping across the country. The The whole middle of the country is pretty much red. 
Uh, Texas is kind. Texas and Arizona. I mean, those are the two states that have been hit the hardest. What New Mexico is flat out blue. New Mexico and Colorado are just kind of a, a little blue corridor right there in the middle of the red and the pink. Arizona and Texas and and Alaska are kind of pink, but bright ruby red are most of the others: Nevada, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana. North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, and they go state by state. Well, if we can get to the rest of them before the end of the program, we shall. Uh, it's really, really uh, interesting. Very interesting. Now, so we shared with you the story, uh, the money coming into Fani Willis's office, and um, it's not good. It is not good for her. There's going to have to be a decision made soon. But as I mentioned to you the other day, the judge, McAfee, um, he contributed to her campaign. He worked in her office. So this is uh, this is troubling. Whether he's going to come down on her, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, oh, the other thing. In Athens, Georgia, it was not just that weasel mayor. I mean, the DA and the sheriff were all in on it, this sanctuary city, and they all denied it. But they were all in on it. Uh, let me see. Uh, oh, yeah, this is uh, the DA, um, Deborah Gonzalez. This was her. And we can do that because look around you. Look to your left. Look to your right. These are your neighbors. These are your colleagues. These are your families. And these are your friends. And yes, Every immigrant is a friend. Yeah, I bet they're not saying that now. I bet they're hiding out now. This was the uh, the guy who was running to for sheriff. Right? Like I just said, building relationships is key. And if we're, I guess, antagonizing people because they are what undocumented, undocumented, then they build that fear in them, and they're not likely to come to us. Not only when we need their help, but when they need our help. Uh-huh. So that's not something we'll be doing. We won't be doing any type of roundups. We won't be uh, attributing to that culture of fear. A culture we- of fear, right? He absolutely refused to cooperate with the ICE detainers. He was not going to cooperate with ICE. Uh, so it wasn't just the mayor. It was the DA and the sheriff. By the way, Athens, it's a college town. That might have something to do with it. This guy broke the law in Texas through El Paso. He was he was stopped and uh, uh, subsequently released. Then he went up to Queens and he broke the law up there. Then he came back to Texas, and no, to Georgia, to Athens, Georgia, because his brother lives there. And murders this girl. This girl did not have to die. This young woman had her whole life ahead of her. She did not have to die. It's tragic. And now they're all walking it back. But they can't walk it back. All right, now here's another good piece of good news. Yeah, I just have to get to this good news for you today because I know that people are feeling demoralized. But I don't want you to feel demoralized. Because we are winning. All right. Uh, the, the I have two more stories that I want to prove to you. 
the Epoch Times, an appeals court in Washington, I promoted this at the beginning, a January 6th defendant by the name of Larry Brock had his uh, sentence, well, it was either thrown out, I'm going to try to say, the sentence was enhanced, improperly enhanced. And that happened to all the other J6 cases as well. I mean, they persecuted these people. The court, the appeals court in Washington, unanimously ruled that a January 6th defendant sentence was improperly enhanced. And that will definitely have an impact on numerous other January 6th cases, including the one that we're watching, uh, the case for Mr. Fisher. And that one could have an effect on Donald Trump as well. On on Friday, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit ruled that Larry Brock, who was convicted for a range of crimes, I believe this was today, absolutely. <laughs> March 1st, he was convicted for a range of crimes related to January 6th. He improperly had additional charges of interference with the administration of justice. The judge who wrote the court's opinion said that the charge doesn't apply to a sentencing enhancement, and he struck it down. And Brock challenged both the district court's interpretation of that section of the law and the amount of evidence to support that conviction. And it's a female judge. She was appointed by Obama, Patricia Millett. She said that any interference with Congress's certification of the 2020 electoral votes is not tantamount to a sentencing enhancement. The judges, in siding with Mr. Brock, wrote that Congress's function on January 6th was not judicial, but was only part of the 2020 presidential election process. So taken as a whole, the multi-step process of certifying electoral college votes, as important to our democratic system of government as it is, bears little resemblance to the traditional understanding of the administration of justice. How do you like that? Law enforcement officials who were there at the Capitol on that day, they added, were, quote, to protect the lawmakers and their process, not to invest in, investigate individuals' rights or to enforce Congress's certification decision. Whoop-de-doo. This is, a, this is interesting. Hmm. There is so much. This court is just there. It's going to be tough. If they rule one time in favor of Trump, the, the left is going to go absolutely bananas. The judges wrote, law enforcement is present for security purposes for a broad variety of governmental proceedings that do not involve the administration of justice. <laughs> Part, this is, this is funny. Um, law enforcement is present for security purposes for a broad variety of governmental proceedings like presidential inaugurations, for example, and the pardoning of the Thanksgiving turkey, that does not, none of those involve the administration of justice. That had to be a fun thing they threw in there, the Thanksgiving pardoning, pardoning of the turkey. So Mr. Brock's sentence under that statute is going to be vacated and remanded back to the district court for resentencing. Now, we don't know what's going to happen there because the district court is in Washington, D.C., now, we don't know whether his sentence is going to be reduced or whether it will apply to a number of other people who were charged with interference in the administration of justice. But the ruling could negotiate plea negotiate, uh, could impact the plea negotiations for future defendants. 
who are charged with a felony, a felony, most of whom just paraded through, invited in by the Capitol Police, paraded through the People's House, you know, the Capitol. But dozens of them have been convicted and sentenced with these enhanced sentences. So hopefully their their time in prison, they will have served enough time in prison that their penalties will be moot at this point in time. But the Justice Department is not giving up. They continue to ask the judges to imply the enhancement charges to the defendants. And they claim that counting votes is the same as a judicial proceeding. They're not going to give up. It's going to go back to the district court, and it's the District of Columbia, the District of Corruption. The law was improperly applied to charge them with felonies. They should have been misdemeanors in the first place. You know, gathering where they shouldn't have, being where they shouldn't have been. Uh, now, the argument uh, during the court's arguments, Brock's lawyers said he committed no violence and he actually thought he was acting righteously, patriotically, and with a proper purpose. But the judges rejected that argument and they said he just participated in a riot. And, but they said the sentencing, they went too far in the charging and the sentencing. So I hope this really does have, there are going to be a lot of developments. This is, this is just, just came down and we'll see what, how this does affect. But if it goes back to the district court, you know, the, the Department of Justice is going to do everything they can to punish these people to, to really, I think they want to send a message to anybody. You want to mess with the all-powerful government, this is what happens. Look at Catherine Herod. She's been charged with contempt. $8,000 a day. $8,000 a day. This is ridiculous. We'll be right back on the Ross Report. Don't go away. Here's my um, axiom to live by. Anything that comes out of the UN is bad. Just, just figure that. Anything that comes out of the UN is bad. And the worst, one of the worst things that came out of the UN, you know, like the uh, resettlement, etc., the migrant crisis. Well, the climate crisis. One of the worst things. This is being reported in the Epoch Times. And now there are more and more scientists, more and more scientists are fighting back. And unfortunately, as we said many times, climate is their religion and abortion is their sacrament. Got to control population. If you're going to battle the climate, no, no, no. Uh, so more and more cl- uh, climate scientists, and that includes, that includes uh, science, independent scientists with the Center for Environmental Research and Earth Sciences, they're saying, you know, it could be just, you know, people, well, it could be, it could be an innocent uh, bias at work, right? But more likely, in a lot of cases, it's deliberate fraud because there's so much money being thrown at this. I mean, billions of dollars 
being thrown at this so-called climate climate crisis that doesn't exist, especially when you look at human activities. That's what they're talking about, human activities. But the data has been so corrupted, whether innocently, you know, by a, an innate bias or something, or deliberate fraud. But the, the problems exist, and the implications are hard to ignore. So if you don't have a climate crisis, how do you justify spending trillions of dollars in government spending and, and making costly changes in public policy? And we've seen it. I mean, our, our whole country and public policy has been totally corrupted by this fake climate science. And you have people like Al Gore and David Blood and all these people out there trying to make a fortune by trading carbon t- credits. It's, it's ridiculous. And the International uh, Panel on Climate Change, you know, through the UN, what a joke. But it's been the gospel, and if you try to speak out against it, you get canceled. So, yeah, I agree with uh, Willie Soon. He's one of those scientists that are trying to debunk it. He's a researcher. He was a researcher working with the Center for Astrophysics, Harvard and Smithsonian. And he said, you know, this new religion, it's you're not even allowed to ask questions. And yet we're finding more and more evidence that bad data is being used. In particular, the if you take out the urban areas of the earth, which are about 3% of the entire earth, the, the whole argument falls apart. The whole argument falls apart if you take out that issue in particular. So if you exclude the urban temperature data, you get a whole different picture of climate. They said it is definitely warmer than in the 19th century, but according to data that they have, it shows that the 19th century was exceptionally cold. It was cold, uh, called a little ice age, that period of, in the 19th century, little ice age. So now you come forward into the 20th and 21st century. You know, climate has always changed if you look at the data from rural temperature stations, ocean measurements, weather balloons, satellite, you know, all kinds of things. Glaciers, lake sediments, all that stuff. You just take it outside the cities and you know that the current climate outside the cities is not unusual. It's just that they put a lot of these measurement devices in urban areas, lots of concrete, etc. Anyway. And they keep, you know, going after fossil fuels. Of course, they do want to go after fossil fuels. They want to change the way we live, and they're doing everything they can to do that when there's not enough data to prove. And there's so much corrupted data. Let's put it that way. So start with the basic axiom. It's axiomatic. Nothing good comes out of the U.N., did you find out anything? Nothing? Everyone said they're not sure or they don't know. <laughs> That's what I thought. Or, or um, one of the persons was like, all right, I can call someone. I was like, oh, that'd be nice. And she's like, okay, and hung up. So <laughs> no one knows that they're calling someone who might know, but not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, nobody's going to talk about it. We've had this come up before when there were strange Buses, unmarked buses, black buses like uh, Clay Higgins talked about that one time that was up in Washington, D.C. They said they were here at our airport. So uh, when they were when they were when they were really shipping people out from the coast. Okay. 
We shall see. We're going to keep an eye on all of this for you. Um, there's another factor that they use. Oh, there are a bunch of factors that they use, but here's the deal. Here in this country, we have reduced the amount of mercury particulate by a huge amount. We have done everything we can do. We consume, yes, a lot of the Earth's energy, but we have cleaned up our environment so beautifully. I mean, we have, we're have we doing away with coal-fired plants. Look at the Boyce plant up in uh, the Boyce plant up. Well, it's in Boyce, right? It's our, we are in on it with Clico and LEPA, Louisiana Energy and Power Authority. And Clico runs the plant, and it's coal-fired. And they were looked at the cost. They were looking at the cost for uh, switching it to natural gas or not. Now we're going to have a a retrofitted Doc Bonan plant here, natural gas, one of the cleanest burning fossil fuels there is. And by the way, that deal that uh, they were talking about that Biden and Hunter were doing with the Chinese, it had to do with liquefied natural gas. What did Biden just do to liquefied natural gas in Louisiana and Texas? Just shut it down. Who is this? Is he the president? Of the United States or the, the CHICOMs? Uh, that's my question to everybody. And let me tell you, while some of these things that he's been up to may not be obvious to a lot of people, they might not have been paying attention, but the crime that is coming all over this country and innocent people being killed, raped, etc., and trafficked, and the fentanyl deaths that are going on, that is going to be what really, really puts him under. I think we're all just about sick of it. We're all just about sick of seeing the president of the United States operating in on whose behalf. We're not sure because it doesn't look it, it's pretty clear that he's not operating on our behalf. What you got, Blount? Anything? Hmm? Uh, I'm just the person came back and they said uh you might be hearing something to do with the u.s marshal service so maybe call them and find well that's out. what they always say it's the marshal service that's what they always say and then we can never get any answers out of the marshal service and we don't know who they're they're just they say oh they're transporting prisoners well are they illegal aliens are they illegal prisoners what illegal migrants are they newcomers <laughs> surely we're not all right. I'm going to have to call the sheriff up in of Oils Parish. Uh, where is that? The uh, the detention center that we called the last time? Wynn Parish. It's up in Wynn Parish, I believe. I'm going to have to call him because that's where they were sending all these people. And he was getting overrun. Okay, people. We'll try to get to the bottom of it. Nobody wants to talk. Can't ever get a straight answer. Not when it comes to illegal aliens. Oh, wait. Newcomers. Yeah, that's why Biden has to go. Four more years of this, and we won't have a country. All right. We'll be back with Josh Carlson. He's going to give us the good news about the crime session and about a session coming up. There's going to be some serious legislation being proposed. And this this time, I think we have a chance of getting it signed by the governor. I think. I'm pretty sure. Oh, by the way, your chance to uh, qualify for the ultimate crawfish boil? Coming up in the next hour, I promise. We'll be right back on the Ross Report. Don't go away.